The monster that was created by a man they called mad. The thing that lives inside where no one can hear it, see it, or feel it. The quiet little motel that has become known as the scene of a crime. The boy with evil living behind his eyes and the daughter possessed by the devil himself. These are the stories you've heard about, talked about. This is the Spooky Bros Horror Show. Welcome back to another episode of Spooky Bros Horror Show. I'm your host, Joe. I'm Mikey. And I'm Chandler. And this week, we're talking about, what was it, Netflix? Uh, well, it was on HBO Max, but I went to the HBO theaters Max. to go, That's to go watch it. Um, sure. Um, malignant. The point is, it's malignant. Um, and the point is, if you sat through the 111 minutes runtime, uh, you could sit through our podcast because, um, <laughs> this episode cannot be any more disappointing than the movie was. Right. Um, I don't pay for my HBO Max, and I I'm so glad I didn't have to pay to see this movie. Of course, um, this is the one Chandler likes. Yeah, listen, um, I, I don't pay for my HBO Max either, but um, <laughs> it's definitely worth the watch. <laughs> listen, I went to the theater to watch this one because I wanted the ultimate experience. James Wan is one of my favorite directors. Right. So I paid money to go see this movie, and nice. boy, do I regret it. Oh. Listen, uh, Chandler... Do uh-huh. you, I mean, you, we can get into the ratings and we'll go through a whole, you know, show. Yeah. You you like this movie? Um, To a point, yeah. It was, oh it was interesting. God. And it was, for anybody oh, oh, wait, who, oh, wait. we haven't got complaints, but anybody who's <laughs> upset about why we make fun of Chandler on every single episode, uh-huh. go watch Malignant. Listen to his opinion. And you're going to realize who the best podcaster is on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, You had something to say, Mikey? Yo, okay. This is what I'm steamed about. Mm -hmm. Okay, can we all just agree that Rotten Tomatoes is a garbage rating system anymore? Oh, yeah. I mean, you should... (laughs) I've never gone off the basis of, like, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, or whatever review site. Um, Professional reviewers, and listen, it's an opinion. Um, Everything's an opinion, blah, 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 blah. Um, professional reviewers, your opinion's wrong. It's just always wrong. Yeah, I think they just they want they want to critique like everything about the movie, like the the acting, the cinematography, every everything. But they forget to actually rate if it's a good movie or not. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many people who like speak on this so much better than us. Um, but the point is, they are just being like paid to give mm-hmm. these. High yeah. budget movies, good reviews, so people will go see them. Not, right. not what they're actually like reflected, like how the how good or bad the movie truly is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, get this right. So, Dead Silence is regarded as James Wan's like biggest failure of a movie. Like it was, it was, it was like a box office flop, right? Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes gave Dead Silence twenty one percent. Mm-hmm. As Dead should. Silence is a great, <laughs> fantastic movie. The acting is a little, uh, but the the movie itself is a very good movie. Right? It, it, now, is it the best movie in the world? No. Is it a million times better than this forty million dollar budget movie? Absolutely. Yeah. And let's not forget that Rotten Tomatoes gave Malignant a seventy seven percent. Ugh. Thoughts on that, Chandler? 
I mean, I think it's a pretty solid score, to be honest. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. You want to jump into it, guys? Yeah, let's jump into it. Let's I mean, it. If, if we absolutely have to. Can we start <laughs> off by saying this truly was the worst opening to a movie ever? I couldn't. I, I didn't really understand what the movie was about. Like, I just watched trailers of it. That That's pretty much as far as I ever go, because I don't want to ever spoil something. If, like, the trailer looks good enough, then I'm, I'm I'll watch it. I mean, I guess in these cases with horror movies, some of the ones I've picked, even the trailer's bad, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but this trailer was really, really good. Like, I, I remember watching, like, oh my god, this is going to be a really good spooky movie. It's directed by James Wan. It has a high budget, which doesn't inherently make it good or bad. But I, you know, based off of those and the trailer, I was like, this movie is going to be amazing. I couldn't for the longest time figure out whether this was supposed to be a true horror or a comedy horror right. because <laughs> the the beginning the doctor um uh what's her name Dr. Weaver Dr. Weaver starts off it you know you, you know there's this whole action scene we can get deeper into it but I just want to get to the punchline she goes it, it the camera closes in on her face and she goes let's cut out the cancer and yeah. then title screen or whatever it was fade to black whatever most I, what come on i mean come yeah. on this is a serious horror movie and you're gonna hit us with that right at the beginning get yeah. out of here i'm out so, i already turned the movie off so to go a little <laughs> deeper into that we we start the movie with She's like, it's like a documentary type thing. Like she's looking at the camera. She's talking about some patient named Gabriel or whatever, saying that like he's getting stronger and that they need to do a bunch of stuff and whatever. But then all of a sudden, you know, alarms start going off. Everybody's freaking out. Apparently Gabriel like escaped and they have this whole like team of like people trying to like basically shoot him with a sedative, but he's just, like, killing all of these people. And then we find out that he can um, broadcast his thoughts via yes. speakers. This, I thought, was a really cool detail. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. he's speaking... I, I Again, at this point, I didn't know whether it was, like, a monster movie, a, a ghost movie, you know, what, whatever, whatever it was. But the fact that he could speak through, like, electronic stuff... I thought that was a really cool detail and, like, a really cool, like, character-building plot point. Um, it made him even spookier. Right. Yeah. And, and, like, he says, like, the, I'm gonna kill you all type thing. And, you know, that's that's a, it was a, this is a somewhat creepy moment, but then you, it just follows it up with the, like you were saying, the, let's cut out the cancer. And yeah, now just... the the whole talking over the radio stuff, I thought that was like demonic, like style, you know, like sure, he was yeah. like possessed or something, just shooting his thoughts through there. And then it started with the whole, you know, it, it seemed like the whole beginning intro was like a movie inside of the movie, you know, like someone was watching it on TV or something, and then it was going to turn into real life, you know, whatever. Right. Like it was going to cut to them watching it on TV, but it wasn't. It was like an intro. I was like, oh my God. This is a, it, it could have been another one cut of the dead, but it turns out uh -huh. it's worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that yeah. worse. Yeah. No, honestly, it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, listen, I, I know we all collectively kind of decided, like, oh, this looks like a really good movie. We've been talking, you know about how we wanted to watch it and mm -hmm. i feel like i pushed really hard for this movie 
when I first saw the trailer for it. Um, and I guess I want to apologize, Chandler. I will never shit on one of your movies until you pick one worse than this, which you <laughs> inevitably will. But compared to One Cut of the Dead, One Cut of the Dead is a fucking masterpiece for yeah, right. like what one thirtieth of the budget or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Insane. Forty million for Malignant. 27,000 for one cut of the dead. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I guess I, I just want to apologize, Chandler. Apology accepted. Uh, but your opinions are still bad. Oh, yeah. Um, you're still an idiot. Well, well, we'll see. Um, okay, so what happens next? They they have that scene where Gabriel's killing a bunch of people and, you know, let's cut out the cancer. And then we cut to this pregnant woman. Wait, before we cut, they you see Gabriel kind of... behind this like semi-transparent cloth Mm -hmm. and it's it's like these tiny little arms just like wiggling like a bad animatronic and then it like closes like doesn't it do like a close-up of his mouth and like you know it's just this like kind of animalistic jaw that opens up or isn't that like the final scene yeah you have like no idea what you just saw yeah. Right. Looks like a little monster type thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but yeah. So then we cut over to like modern day. It's 28 years later. Um, and we meet this pregnant woman, Madison. She's coming home uh from work. She's in a lot of a lot of pain and whatnot, and she comes home to her husband, uh, his name was Derek Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, and she immediately starts talking about how um She's feeling awful and whatnot, and then he's just like, oh, this always happens. Like, we find out that apparently she's had a few miscarriages, and they get into a little argument about it, and he says, like, how many kids do I have to lose inside of you or something like that? And obviously she's offended by that. Things escalate a little bit, and he, like, pushes her, and it slams the back of her head into the wall, and you see, like, the wall crack a little bit, and, like, she feels the back of her head and it's bleeding and whatnot. And he immediately feels bad. He's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me go get some ice. And he goes to grab ice. She locks him out, you know, rightfully so. Um, and she just like goes to sleep. Probably not the best idea because my, my lady just got, uh, concussed here. No doubt about (laughs) it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we have this really creepy scene, right? Where, the husband wakes up because he thinks he hears her um like in the kitchen or something mm-hmm. and everything's dark you you're just hearing these noises he goes to check it out there's nothing there the fridge opens by itself behind him he goes to check that out then the tv turns on like all of this creepy stuff starts happening and then all of a sudden he sees her like sitting on the couch and he goes to approach and all of a sudden she's not there anymore and you can you see like the imprint of somebody sitting there like moving. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a creepy scene. Um, that, and then he, that was probably the end of the good scenes. It was the beginning and the end <laughs> of the good scenes in this entire exactly. movie. It it you know okay you got some issues you got your conflict between the husband and the wife. He goes downstairs. He creates this you know the 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 lighting is really good. The movement's really good. It creates this like very spooky ghost kind of like I it kept giving me like poltergeisty vibes where it's like um 
I don't know. It just is very creepy. You know, mm-hmm. he's walking around. Things are opening. He's getting like it's getting ghosty, very ghost vibes. And you see all this dark. All you see is this dark figure, and it's an amazing, creepy shot. What the fuck happened to the rest of the movie? Like, yep. <laughs> I, I can forgive the beginning. Like, okay, it's a it, you know your intro. It's a little cheesy, whatever. This set the tone for the movie to be so good. I was mm-hmm. so excited for it. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, because <laughs> at this point, like, the, you just see like this creature. You don't even know what it is. You just see something like absolutely snap the husband's neck, right. like in a disgusting way, and it was. It was awesome. Like, you're like, okay, this movie is going to be cool. Uh, She comes downstairs, sees her husband's dead body, starts freaking out, runs upstairs. You know something's, like, chasing her. And she, like, closes the door. And all of a sudden, you just see something pounding on the door and pounding on the door. And then eventually, it hits so hard that she flies back. Mm -hmm. And she's knocked unconscious. And she wakes up in the hospital the next day with her her sister. Yeah. And her, her sister's like, oh, by the way, your baby didn't make it. This thing also, just for reference, they say um, CSI or whatever it is, the cops come to the crime scene. This thing is supposed to be so strong also that they're like, oh, she, this creature snapped the husband's neck so bad, they compared it to like a car crash. They're like, oh, oh yeah. I've seen this in a car crash, never, you know, like somebody murdering somebody. Mm-hmm. And with the scene where she gets like knocked back the the this creature f- like physically knocks the door off the hinges and sends yeah. the door and her flying yeah but like it, whenever uh she finds her husband dead downstairs right uh, did you guys not like the ghost like aspect of it whenever the head was crawling like up the wall kind of oh it's terrifying that was creepy right it was yeah. so good that was good i was like yes this is great this is a scary movie i'm in and then it started like creepily, like uh, running upside down, or like I don't even know, yeah. like you know, weird animation of the body. Yeah, and or uh, like we'll, I mean, we'll get to it in a second. But the scene where they're in like the tour, the tour guide or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah and it's yeah. it's like crawling on this like the ceiling or whatever. Amazing. Yeah, I mean that's the first time I got goosebumps was whenever I saw the head like crawl up the wall a yes. little bit in the dark. You know, it seemed like it was gonna be like a ghost movie whenever like you know you saw her on the couch and then she just disappeared when the lights turned on. You know. Right. So I thought I, it was a ghost this whole time. The scene where you see like the seat cushion like mm-hmm. starting to lift like as if something was sitting there. Right. I thought that was like, oh, it's a ghost. Yeah. And it's like you can see it getting off the couch because there's a reoccurring theme that has nothing to do with anything is that this creature whenever you turn the lights on, it disappears, which yeah. is I believe another one of James Wan's films, Lights Out. Isn't that what that's about? Was, did James Wan do Lights Out? I think so. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, Lights Out was based off a, a short film. Right, but isn't the whole premise like once the lights, like if you are in darkness that this creature can get you kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. So I know. Uh, it was uh, David Sandberg directed Lights Out. It, damn, I, I really thought it was him. It doesn't matter. The point oh, is, produced by James Wan. Oh, okay. So he was involved in some way. Doesn't yep. It doesn't matter, but... Um. Yeah, it, it was giving me lights out kind of vibes, and I was like, "Oh, I'm here for that." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, beginning really creepy. Mm-hmm. That scene was awesome. Everything after that, just just stop watching. Just turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> you. That is a good movie. Just make it a little like short. You know. Yeah. 
Oh, and another thing I... <laughs> so, like, there's the, like, the pretty boy detective, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's got that... that girl working for like forensics or whatnot that's like swooning over him right yeah. and she's like constantly flirting with him and they don't do anything with with that like yeah. he never yeah. responds to it <laughs> yeah like in, why even put that in there it's it's because the sister that that we briefly mentioned in the hospital um they the 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 hot detective the young hot ambitious detective and the sassy sexy sister um, they become a thing. And in my notes, um, after, you know, it's, it's not a plot point that's introduced until over halfway into the movie that the detective and the sister get together or like are interested in each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, in my notes, it just says, thank God the sister found love. Um, which is just like at that point I was so over the movie and it's like, why, why even add this in? Yeah. So she wakes up, we find out that her baby didn't survive the attack. Um, and then the, she's with her sister and, uh, detective Kakoa, that's the pretty, pretty boy Kakoa Shaw, uh, and his partner, Regina Moss, they, they are kind of in there, um, investigating and, uh, investigating the home and that's when the the chick flirts with him and whatnot but yeah so she returns home after a little while in the hospital um madison does and she's like what was she doing she was like getting ready to do laundry or something like that and then all of a sudden she had like this sleep paralysis moment where she like couldn't move mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she sees um gabriel killing uh dr weaver now she doesn't know it's gabriel she just sees somebody getting killed yeah i I mean uh that whole scene was pretty cool i like that the fact that right away you didn't know if she was in the wrong house for a minute or if it was like you know just like a dream or something and then all of a sudden it shows the the character which is gabriel and then it like pops into like oh she's frozen she's watching this happen blah 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 and then it just goes down you know yeah and okay so so what else what else happens next um, um, that's, that's after the, uh, the tour thing, right? In my notes, I put the tour was first. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, I guess we should say before we, uh, Madison sees her or sees Gabriel, uh, killing Dr. Weaver, we see him kidnap a woman, uh, running a Seattle underground tour. And that also had a lights out feel because like, uh, mm-hmm. she was like looking down this dark tunnel and she kept hearing like noises and was like, hey, we're closed, like go away. And then you just hear like footsteps running toward her and whatnot. And she turns on the lights and nothing's there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so then the next day, um, obviously, they find out that uh, Dr. Weaver's been killed and uh, Shaw and uh, Moss are investigating her house. They see that she has all these books uh, of her past patients and they go through it and they basically find uh, Madison as a child in that in that um in one of the books and so the detective gives it to some guy and says hey can you age this up about 30 years and so you know he does and whatnot um but also Madison has a um another kind of vision right where an old man is getting murdered and she sees this and whatnot, but she can also tell where it is because of this uh, street sign from across the street. Uh, it had very Dead Silence vibes because you get that like red glowy uh, 
that lighting that, that was pretty cool. Also, can we talk about how how much of a dumbass this old guy is? <laughs> yeah. So the the window is open. <laughs> you see wet footprints walking into your closet. My man just goes into the closet, looks around, doesn't see anything. He's like, oh, I guess it wasn't anything. And he goes and like closes the closet and then just like starts wiping up the uh, the water. Like, dude, there's footsteps to your closet. What are you doing? <laughs> so I guess what did I say? Okay, so they find out that Fields was murdered and then Gabriel calls Madison and she kind of has this moment of, you know, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Cause he's saying all these terrible spooky things. And then she goes the Gabriel, no. And at this point she realizes that she knows who Gabriel is, but she doesn't know how she knows who Gabriel is. So, um, her Madison and her sister, Sydney, they go visit her mother. They, um, basically bring it up like hey who's gabriel I, was she like was he like somebody from my childhood because um she madison tells sydney that like she was adopted um that madison was adopted so she's not like a biological daughter um so she thought maybe like hey did i have a brother or something uh like who's gabriel and then the mom shows them some home videos they took of madison before sydney was born one of them is like at a birthday party where she's like making a wish and she is seen like talking to some like an imaginary friend it looks like and saying like it was telling her that like they're not her real family and stuff like that and they're looking really creeped out and then there was another one um at christmas where like she's talking into this phone that she clearly just got as a gift and saying like no i won't do that like you can't make me do that and stuff like that obviously really creepy and then as soon as she sees that somebody is uh watching her she just hangs up the phone and is like oh i wasn't talking to anybody yeah so even at this point i was still thinking like demon you know i was thinking like it was possessing somebody to do the stuff in real life right now but back then it was still like a, a ghost form demon of some sort you know yeah um okay so let's see what happens after they go to her mom's house. Oh, then they kind of, um, the detectives kind of, uh, they hire this like psychiatric hypotherapist, uh, or hypnotherapist, uh, to, right. um, oh, wait, 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 uh, real quick. Uh, so the detective, uh, he saw the picture of her aged th- th- 30 years or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It, it was really, um, great timing too. Cause as soon as they left, the guy walked in with the sketch Yeah, and was like, Oh, it's them. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're literally leaving the, the police station. They're not even probably out of outside yet. And he just sits there. He's like, it's her. Oh my God. Right. Yeah, yeah. He said, he right. says, Oh hell. She was, uh, her patient. That's all he says. And he looks at it. He yeah. doesn't go after him or anything. He just sits there. Yeah, she just <laughs> even she, after she, she might have been, you know, part of the murders. She just got, yeah. got let go. Yeah, because you know, clearly, like they saw, he ends up seeing like uh, what was it, Doctor Fields and uh, Doctor Weaver, and then another guy. Like they were all together in some photo, and 
he knows like they're the ones being targeted and then he finds out that uh Madison was one of the patients and you know you know whatever she can go like it's probably nothing she she's seen the murders and knows specifics that nobody can know without being there but uh, it's fine she's psychic or something right yeah right and and now he just goes and off on that uh because there's one more person in the photo right yeah yeah Dr. Gregory I believe Is it Gregory? Yeah. yeah yeah and then he goes and tries to take that on by himself and yeah. he never calls her backup not once oh no <laughs> Ooh, okay, so before we get there, um, actually, I don't even know if this was before that or not. In my um, notes, that comes next, but I don't really know if I missed something. Okay, okay, so we'll we'll go off that then. So okay. <laughs> let's, because I kind of want to, I kind of want to talk about this scene a little bit. Oh yeah, it is. Um, it is first before the attic thing. Uh, the whenever she falls. Oh yeah, but the, I was talking. About, oh yeah, because that's when they're the, all in the house. Yeah, that's when the hypnotherapist. Okay, okay, okay. So, um. Yeah, so what was his name? Kakoa, Detective Kakoa. He sees the the picture of the three doctors. Two of them are dead, and so he's like, "Okay, it's they they're going they're clearly going after this guy now." So he finds out where he lives, and he goes and like tries to he goes to his apartment and like breaks in. Uh, Madison is already in a dream here, so we know that Gabriel's getting ready to kill this guy at the same time that Kakoa uh, is showing up here, and. Kakoa, he goes and he finds this doctor dead in a tub and we see Madison through her like dream sequence can see Kakoa there and she's like trying to yell to him like he's still in here the killer's still in here but obviously Kakoa can't see her or anything mm-hmm. um but then the killer tries to um Gabriel tries to like kill Kakoa and then there's this weird intense fight scene where uh, Kakoa tries to shoot him. Gabriel's running away. Uh, Kakoa's chasing him through the streets. They go underground. There's these weird carriages and whatnot that uh, Gabriel's pushing at Kakoa. And we see like Gabriel like climb up the wall and stuff like that. There's these. It is such a weird right. chase scene. <laughs> Once. How? How does he have these powers? Yep. His. He's when Kakoa walks into the bathroom, there's nobody in there with him, obviously. He like looks in the mirror and in the mirror he can see Gabriel like up in a corner. He's Spider Man. Yeah, like Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking up in the top corner, hanging off the ceiling. And then the chase scene where he's like like falling down like there he chases him out a window and Gabriel like does this cool superhero bullshit. Where he just like drops down a fire escape really quickly. I mean, it looks really bad and it looks really stupid, <laughs> but you know, he he still has this superhuman ability or you know, ghosty kind of demonic ability um, to do all this crazy shit. But also at the same time, he's the he's the fastest thing in the world, but so fucking slow because he <laughs> does this cool thing down the fire escape. Then Kiko is like, well, shit, I can do that. And falls down the fire escape onto, like, a trash, uh, a dumpster, and is, like, down for a good few seconds while Gabriel's gone. Yeah. But then somehow catches up with him immediately. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, the whole thing is so conflicting and terrible CGI. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. Whole, the whole chase scene wasn't even needed. Like, if you watch it, uh, all it needed was, like, him to see him in the bathroom and then him leave or, like, disappear, and that would have been good enough. Right. Like, there's nothing yeah. that happens yeah. in the chase that's, like, it, pertaining to the story. And and you know what else gets me? So, like, Gabriel, like, smashes this underground window and, like, goes in. And it's just, like, 
a weird abandoned buildings with a bunch of carriages in there. And mm-hmm. Kakoa goes down there and he's like looking for Gabriel through the carriages and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the floor is absolutely covered in fog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which made me think again, oh, maybe this still is a ghost movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean you're you're indoors. Like he just smashed a window. Why is there so much fog in here? <laughs> right. I at this point in my notes, um, I compared Gabriel to a um I believe the director's name is Alex Proyas. Um, do you know The Crow? No. The movie? No. Yeah, um, the movie The Crow with Brand- Brandon Lee. In yeah. It. Um, I compared Gabriel to a shitty garbage version of The Crow <laughs> uh, because that's kind of what he is. Like, um, he's supposed to be, you know, at least in this specific scene, he's got the stupid fucking trench coat with this stupid fucking acrobatics and bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And right. He's an edgelord and uh, whatever. Um, it's just a shitty, dumb version of the crow. Yeah, I will say, I, I guess I retract my last statement about the chase scene not being worth anything. I guess the only thing that you could see out of it that was good was that like he was running like backwards or some like weird, uh, you know, his body was contorted still as he was running. That's like the but only thing that you could get out good. of it. Yeah, <laughs> it looked at that point because uh, I went and watched this with Daniela. Like I saw that chasing and the way he was running i like looked at daniela i'm like what am i watching yeah. right now it's literally like, someone running backwards this? like yeah <laughs> and the sad part is that's not even the worst part of like effects wise yeah. of this movie yeah they save that for the end <laughs> right oh okay um so okay after all of this the detectives they hire the psychiatric uh, hypnotherapist like i said they're trying to unlock Madison's memories because all of them have been suppressed since before she was adopted. And um, she recalls that her birth name is Emily May um, and that Gabriel used to talk to her and tell um, basically try to get her to kill Sydney before she was born and whatnot. Uh, she came close to doing it, but she, she was obviously stopped because... Um, she realized what she was, she was like stand hovering above her mom's uh sleeping body with like a a knife they used right. to like cut the cake and whatnot. Right. This this was a cool this was like almost a cool scene because yeah. like Gabriel like was like oh go have some cake you know whatever whatever and she walks down grabs a knife and she like goes to cut into the cake and then his you know it it flashes and she's in the bedroom hovering over her mom's pregnant stomach with the knife and like okay that's cool yeah um and your thoughts chandler um yeah they use that cgi at the at the times that they need it you know the the watery yeah. walls or whatever it is to change oh, scenes yeah. oh yeah that's what they did yeah. you know just to make it you know hey guys we're still here doing good things for the movie all right, all right. Just keep watching <laughs> yeah um and at this point we see the the lady that was kidnapped she kind of was able to like cut one of her um restraints loose and she uses that arm to like grab something sharp and basically cut the rest of her uh, limbs free. And she falls onto the floor and like breaks through. And this is when everybody, the hypnotherapist and the detectives, the sister, everybody's in Madison's house and they're all talking. And all of a sudden you just see this woman fall through the ceiling. So we know that (laughs) the woman that was kidnapped was in Madison's house and they go up there 
and they find this like creepy like headquarters thing and they also find the murder weapon so they're like oh so madison did it um i have an issue with the very next scene <laughs> I, I believe it's the very next scene it doesn't matter it's next in order um this woman falls through the ceiling okay she's probably gonna be hurt she's in the hospital they have her on life support from falling in through a ceiling. Yeah. My note says, let's see, what what is what does my note say verbatim? Um well I'm not gonna spoil this. Um blank <laughs> on life support from falling through the ceiling. I don't think so. Dude, it Joe, it's maybe she had a heart attack or something. Come on, give her a break. <laughs> maybe, Come on, dude. You don't maybe. know the facts yet, okay? <laughs> Listen, as somebody who's fallen through a ceiling multiple <laughs> times. I've never even gone to the hospital afterwards, <laughs> let alone be put on life support <laughs> for falling through a ceiling. Get out of here. Listen, you should stay away from ceilings if you're falling through them that much. Yeah. Well, I, it's a hobby of mine, Chandler, so don't <laughs> fucking kink shame me. Listen, oh listen, I don't know why we never get, like, I guess now I know, but, like, we never got any information of who this woman was at all. Like, why she was abducted right. or anything. For the longest time, I mean, like, when she first got kidnapped after the tour... They they did a really good job of getting people who look like each other. Like yeah. <laughs> Madison, like young Madison looked like older Madison. I could believe that they were actually family. I thought the woman who got kidnapped was Madison. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, wasn't she a nurse? Yeah. And now she's a tour guide or some shit <laughs> yeah. like that? And then it's like, oh, no, that's not Madison. It's some other lady. Mm-hmm. Okay, really quick. Somebody fill me in because I don't remember. How did Sydney? find uh the Simeon hospital the oh the sister how did she find it yeah because she she called she just for uh, uh she called the uh, hospital for uh, her birth records oh right 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 uh, she was like in the car right, because she knew she knew her name was Emily <laughs> right. May okay okay yeah. okay and then and then the most ridiculous thing was like the the mom was like Oh, it's a good thing I never throw anything out. You're 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 proud that you didn't throw out a birth certificate? No fucking shit. Of course you're not gonna throw that out. Yeah. Don't act like it's a piece of trash. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then, like, Sydney is going to this hospital to try. Sorry, we're going to the hospital. I have one more thing to complain about because I'm fired up. Okay. The CGI for the goddamn hospital. She parks when she gets oh, to the yeah. hospital. I'm sorry if I'm skipping ahead, but she uh, she parks next to this. I mean, like, the drive there is, like, cool. It's this really, like, iconic, monolithic hospital that's sitting on the edge of a cliff. Real spooky vibes, some real Scooby-Doo shit. She pulls up to the hospital and parks on the edge of the cliff. You don't have a parking lot? There's no parking lot there. And you're going to park right on the edge of the cliff? And then the CGI for that fucking hospital was so painfully bad. Like... You guys spent $40 million on this movie. You can't do decent cliff CGI. They've been doing this shit forever. Yeah. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it was very bad. Very, mm-hmm. very, very bad. Um, but so, so Sydney, she's at this hospital, right? She like goes in and like instantly finds the um like oh hey here's where records are stored mm-hmm. so i'm going to go there everything's like pitch black it's an abandoned hospital they could have done so many creepy things here but they right. just literally have her walk in and say oh here's where uh, they keep the documents and whatnot oh of course it's in the basement ha 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 she goes to the basement 
and you see shelves upon shelves just lined with boxes <laughs> and she just she goes and she picks one and she's like oh hey i found it <laughs> well they're really good about alphabetical alphabetical orders, yeah, apparently so, you know. <laughs> even though it, uh i mean i could be misremembering but it didn't look like any of them were labeled at all <laughs> yeah it's all it's this decrepit like broken into you know run down there's you know it, it's it, has, it doesn't look like it's been running for a long time and yeah it, it, it everything's just in order also, didn't didn't the lights start flickering or so, something happened once she found the like all the records that made me think some shit was going to happen. Mm. I can't remember what it was, but maybe it was just like they did a really good job making the inside of a fucking <laughs> what is it, an asylum or a hospital or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, creepy, which, you know, not not hard to do. It's pretty creepy aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But they did such a good job making that creepy and then did nothing with it. But yeah. it made you think something was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, we thought about making the movie good, but we didn't really want to. Yeah. Um, okay, so Sydney now has, her name is, uh, you know, her real birth name is not Madison, it's Emily. She has her, like, whole case files. There's, like, VHSs in there and whatnot. So she goes back to her mom's house, and they start watching these things to try to figure out what Gabriel is. And we see all these throwback um like videos taken by like Dr. Weaver in them. And Gabriel is said to be, they call him an extreme version of a, a teratoma, which is basically a, oh, a right. big tumor, but it can grow like hair and teeth and whatnot. Um, so that's what they initially call him. But then we also find out that uh, Emily's mom, uh, what was her name? Serena May. Um, which is, we find out that that was the woman who got, uh, kidnapped by Gabriel that fell through the ceiling was their, their birth mother. Mm-hmm. And yes. em- Emily is a child and Gabriel was like a twin, um, because like the embryos didn't like, um, split like they were supposed to or whatever. So they weren't technically conjoined twins, uh, mm-hmm. because, um, Emily was the dominant twin and Gabriel was just like, they shared a brain, pretty much. Yeah, they kept calling him a parasitic twin. Yeah, so that's that's my first problem. First, they call him a teratoma, which is literally just a tumor that can grow, like, teeth and hair and stuff. And then all of a sudden, they're like, okay, so now he's a parasitic twin. Those are two different things. Right. <laughs> which one is it? People don't want continuity and consistency. <laughs> they want spooky twins. Yeah, you want to keep them guessing. Yeah, okay, and and then they start, they keep filming, and they show, like, they they would show things to Gabriel, and Emily would be able to, like, say what it was and stuff like that, and then, obviously, they kept doing all these experiments with Gabriel, and he kept getting stronger, and then he got violent, and then they had the, oh, let's cut out the cancer, so then they show him, like, cutting out everything they can cut out of Gabriel without killing Emily, because they shared a brain, so... They cut out, like, his limbs and everything, but his, like, face remained, and they, like, pushed him into her skull. Yeah, because that part was still technically connected to his brain, which, at this point, we know what Gabriel is. Yeah. He was a twin. He was just his twin. That's it. Nothing special about him. (laughs) He's not, like, some mutant lab creature. He was just a parasitic twin. Why the fuck does he have super strength? Why can he cling onto walls? And why does he have such an influence over electronical things? It doesn't make any goddamn sense! 
<laughs> and let's let's not forget my man is a master assassin dodging everything yes. killing people oh, in so many God. cool ways like I mean, the kill scenes were kind of cool, but it's like, why is this a thing? Like, they know. Right. Like, oh, and uh, like they um, obviously after um, Emily's mom uh, fell through the the ceiling, they take in Emily slash Madison to like question her because it's her house, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Kakoa's phone goes off, and she does this creepy like he wants to talk to you, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's like the real creepy Gabriel voice. And he's like, what did you used to call me? And Emily slash Madison says the devil. And then he like laughs and hangs up. So it's like you right. you think that there's some sort of like demonic influence here. Yeah, because all the lights shattered you know? too. Yeah, but there's there's nothing. It's just like, oh, hey, like this chick was 15 years old and was um, forced to have these babies. Um, but she had to <laughs> give them up. And yeah, so now I guess they're kind of like. Not really conjoined, but they're they share one brain. Um, I, now one's evil. I get like the projection of like oh, or what it appears to be projection of like uh, of Emily being able to see or slash Madison being able to see Gabriel killing these people. Okay, he's also connected to her brain. They share thoughts. Yeah. that makes sense. I get that. Why why can he make phone calls? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Because, like, even um, when Emily's mom was trapped in the attic, they show, like, Gabriel, like, go up to go up to her, like, with the phone saying, oh, first we're going to call Dr. Weaver. Right. So, like, <laughs> he had a phone. Like, they showed him making phone calls. Yeah. But I don't know. This whole thing is just. Unless, here's a secret plot point. Gabriel was recording these messages ahead of time. And he just knew all this shit was going to happen. He's a fucking mastermind. That's you. Wow. Oh, my goodness. It should have been Emily that was... Maybe maybe Emily's the parasite and not Gabriel. Yeah, that makes more sense. They should have cut out Emily. Left Gabriel. So, following this scene, I also was painfully, horribly bad... Was the part where they throw her into a holding cell? Because in this, they're questioning her, and then they're like, we know you did it, confess. Then Gabriel calls, shatters all the lights, and they're like, huh, maybe it's not her. Mm-hmm. And they, But they put her in a holding cell just to make sure. This time they're diligent, and they're not going to just let her walk off again. It is the most painfully stereotypical, like, holding cell, yeah. where it's just full of, like, <laughs> rough customers and prostitutes. And one black lady with an afro. Yeah, like a 70s style. She's going to like right. the disco or something. Like, what's that about? Right. Yeah. Can you can you be any more stereotypical? <laughs> and like the interactions that are in it. And like, like, oh, what did you come in here for? Fuck off. That's what I came in here for. <laughs> yeah. This fucking bullshit movie because I'm about to murder somebody because I can't sit through another goddamn <laughs> 20 minutes of this shit. Now, before we no. get into the best scenes... Um, uh, it's for people that haven't seen this or didn't put it together. Whenever she got pushed into the wall by her husband at the very beginning of the movie, um, that's what kind of woke up Gabriel because he was, you know, in the skull and it kind of cracked and he was slowly awakened throughout the rest of the movie. Yep. So that's how that happened. But also, apparently he's the reason for her failed, uh, children in the past. Like, apparently Gabriel was feeding off of of those things to- That was a plot point they strength. Mm -hmm. Um, and then- He absorbed them. Yeah, and so (laughs) apparently he did that, but 
through the, the brain. Yeah, the the hit, uh, uh, like when she hit her head, it like woke him up. Yeah, um, yeah it, it, it was so messy, dude. So so messy. Also, so the the holding cell scene. You know what that reminded me of? What? Hmm. Uh, Nicholas Cage's Ghost Rider, baby. Oh, Hell yeah, brother. You guys remember that movie? <laughs> Can we quit this? I know we're almost done and we're like coming to the end. Let's just stop, start over, and do Ghost, uh, Ghost Rider. It's honestly a much uh, better movie. I would 100%. Let's just do a Nicholas Cage. Ooh, we should watch Mandy. Oh, okay. Um, that's a, it's a, okay. So this, so this is this complete tangent. I'm so sorry. So when Mandy came out, um, I wanted to watch it, and Redbox said, "Hey, we have Mandy." Um, again, being who I am, and never putting any research into any movie that I'm ever going to watch, was like, "Oh, this movie says Mandy on it. That must be the Nicolas Cage one." It was about a fucking doll yeah. that was a ripoff of some other movie, <laughs> and I, I remember like bitching. I think it was I bitched to you, Mikey, about it when no, we I watched, watched it. it. We watched it together. Well, oh, we watched it together. Yeah, because this was <laughs> oh, when you were still God. in Valpo, and you're like, "Hey, I got Mandy. You want to watch it? It's supposed to be really good." I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So oh, we watch it. And I'm like, "Joe, what am I watching?" <laughs> Yeah, and I was, it's like an hour in, and I'm like, when does Nicolas Cage come in? <laughs> like, oh my god, I was so pissed. It was so and it bad. was a complete ripoff of another movie that we watched, I feel like recently. I don't remember what it was. Um, but it doesn't oh matter. My god. Guys, only like two scenes left. We can do this. Alright, we can do this. And we're about to get into one of the best scenes, yeah. which is the transformation. Okay. Yeah. So so she's in the, she's in the holding cell and all of these people are like why are you in here princess and you know you guys already went over that but anyway um they decide to just start you know kicking the shit out of her right so they just start beating her up and obviously this is when uh Gabriel has to come out right you you see his like you see her like skull start to split open as as this creepy little face comes through you see like all of her limbs start to bend the opposite way as you know because obviously everything has to be backwards because you know <laughs> he's singing out of the back of her head mm-hmm. and it's just weird 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 transformation she, she like he like breaks her elbows or some yeah. shit like that every single time and she's just okay yeah he's got she's got fucking super fucking wolverine healing <laughs> shit Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So it's just like weird transformation where they're all just she's screaming in pain and they're all just watching her. And once like the transformation is complete, he obviously starts like killing people and they're like, oh, hell no. And the one lady that started like started the fight, she's like pushing people at him <laughs> and he's just like killing her right. easily. And he literally murders everybody in this cell like gruesome um, murders yeah and then he uh, he he gets the cop too i don't remember how he gets like a little oh, too close. i do because this pissed me <laughs> off the, he she you know gabriel's kicking the shit out of everybody and it's the the girl who like started the beef with madison emily um and gabriel grabs her what does the cop do? Sticks his whole fucking arm into the cell to shoot at her. 
she grabs the woman as a shield. He just keeps unloading. He doesn't give a shit. It's not killing him. It's not going through. Why do you keep shooting her? One was enough. Pull your arm out. He doesn't. He never does. He unloads his entire fucking clip into this poor woman, which, you know, she's kind of a bitch. But, you know, whatever. And then Gabriel's, like, running up towards the cop. He never takes his arm out of the cell. She grabs the cop's arm, disarms him, breaks his arm or something like that, and then takes the keys from him. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here! Uh, yeah, and then escapes from the holding cell, and then just complete mayhem, just masterfully destroys every cop in this precinct. Yep. Um, again, I just want to remind everybody, the budget for this movie was $40 million. <laughs> and they couldn't even get a decent mask to put on the back of the actor who played Gabriel <laughs> to make it look... Because during the entire time, Gabriel's got this like long, dark black hair. And, you know, okay, you can't see his face. During this scene, Madison's face is clearly sticking out of the back of his stupid-ass trench coat. <laughs> it is the most ridiculous, dumb, plastic-looking mask I've ever seen in my entire life. For $40 million, you couldn't make a mold of the actress's face yeah. to put on the back of this guy's face yeah. to make it at least somewhat realistic. I'm pretty sure they went down to a goddamn spirit, picked up the first plastic mask they saw, and put it on the back of this dude's head. Yeah, it was so bad, dude. Oh my Forty gosh. million dollars. I mean, the kills yeah. were pretty wicked. It's, it kind of seemed like, uh, um, like the Matrix. You know, it's almost like in slow motion, like he was flipping right. over and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's pretty wicked. It looked really but good. Very over the top. Yeah. So Whoa. one one creepy twin thing with a deformed body that's been asleep for like 20 years versus like a station full of like 20 cops and you know none of them could kill him you know he just murders all of them except for mm -hmm. uh shaw kakoa and uh, uh moss so it's like okay and the, he does whip a couple chairs yeah, at that him, was which my is pretty funny thing, dude. <laughs> so they're like trying to run away at this point and he's like ah! and just <laughs> throws it from chair. across the precinct fucking wooden chair bam fuck you kakoa yeah and i don't see why he didn't kill him but he just didn't i guess because they were main characters kind of yeah you can't kill him armor. i guess yeah but man was that a bad scene oh my god and they they it looked like some shitty like c like um anime cgi where like they just like discovered 3d modeling was a thing that's what the fight scene was with Gabriel. <laughs> it was so fucking bad. Yeah, it was so, so, so bad. Um, and then he goes, uh, all right, I think he did this before that, but he got like his trench coat and everything and yeah. whatnot. And mm -hmm. so he kills all the cops and then he's going after um, basically his and Emily's mom. So he, he goes to the um, the hospital room where the mom is and wants to kill her and then like Sydney's there too and he's like I wanted to save you for last and there's this whole like scene where Gabriel like threw a hospital bed onto Sydney yeah. and whatnot. Another example of his super strength is these insanely heavy high tech hospital beds just throws it onto her like it's nothing. Yeah. And then and then um this is the point where um Sydney yells to like 
Emily like, oh, Madison, you're still in there. Um, he's the reason for your three miscarriages. He was feeding off of your babies. <laughs> yeah. For one, how do you even know that? <laughs> $40 million! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then, and, okay, so, so now Madison is, like, super angry and, like, realizing. And she's, like, trying to take control back of her body and, like... um fighting against Gabriel and then they show Gabriel with a gun up to Sydney's head just like shoot and kill her and so we think she's dead but then all of a sudden there's this whole confrontation between um Madison and Gabriel we're like oh we share the same brain I can do what you've been doing to me right so Gabriel thinks that he killed Sydney but he really didn't and Madison is now locking him away in her brain Mm-hmm. Was anybody else disappointed when Sydney and the the real, the biological mom didn't die? Because I was pretty bummed. I was like, thank <laughs> fucking Christ. Yeah. Because honestly, fuck every character in this yeah. movie. And the whole time, the mom is just sitting there like, Gabriel, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have given you given you away. I should have loved right. you. Yeah, she's just trying to live. Come on. Yeah. This is also one of my favorite lines. Because after Madison slash Emily locks Gabriel away in her brain, um, throughout the movie, Gabriel's message is like, we don't need anybody else, only blood related to family. And Emily, Madison at one point is like, I just want to know what it's like to have, you know, blood related to family or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, um, when like uh, Madison pulls the bed off of um, Sydney or whatever it was, she goes, I don't need blood family or something like that. Her mom is 10 feet away from her. <laughs> yeah. She can hear that. Yeah. Like, what a fuck you. Like, <laughs> hey, I know I tortured you and like you were like, it wasn't me personally, but I like I tortured you in my house. And like, you know, we both are victims here. Um, but fuck you, honestly. I, I don't need you. Yeah. Oh, okay. That wasn't really necessary. <laughs> and. And going back to this, um, so Emily, or Emily, uh, Sydney is pinned under the hospital bed, and uh, Madison goes over and is like, oh, let me get this off of you, and <laughs> Sydney's like, no, you can't, it's too heavy, and Madison's like, if Gabriel could do it, then so could I, because we have the same body, and she's like, Hah! And just like lifts it off her, and so right. I guess now Madison just has super superhuman strength. Like congratulations, I guess. <laughs> Can I posit one thing though? This is a superhero origin story. <laughs> uh, okay. My question was how, so I guess that that answers. That. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, and th- and then it's it, the ending is just like. Gabriel is left locked in the mindscape and he's like, I'm going to come back one day. And she's like, I'll be ready. So hopefully there's a second movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I I don't even know what to do. I mean, we'd have to watch it. We'd absolutely have to. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, but Jesus Christ, what a cheesy in, uh, intro to a cheesy outro. Yep. To some, some cool stuff and a lot of shit. Yeah. Oh, God damn, we're running close on time. So now that the movie is over and we've painfully gotten through that, uh, which is, you know, it's so funny. Um, if you guys notice to the listeners halfway through, it sounds a little weird at one point. It's because we did have some like technical issues. It makes so much sense for this fucking episode. Yeah, Gabriel did it. 
<laughs> God damn it, Gabriel. I don't want to say we had technical issues. Somebody All here right, did. I had technical issues. Okay. Thanks for fucking calling me out, Chandler. <laughs> I had some technical issues. Anyways, fuck this episode. Fuck this movie. Final thoughts? Ratings? Should I go first? Yeah. Can yeah, I go yeah, first? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I fucking hated this goddamn movie <laughs> so goddamn much. There's so many issues. $40 million. And I get it. That's not the most crazy budget for a movie that's ever been made. But that is still too much movie or money for the shit that they put out in this movie. Uh, like, it started with, like, little details and stuff. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but... Um, in the beginning, when Madison gets her fucking head smashed into the wall, as soon as she starts sliding down, the wall is perfectly fine. <laughs> That's a pretty, it's insignificant in the grand scheme, but in that specific scene, that was like such, supposed to be like such a powerful moment of like spousal abuse. And you're going to leave out such a big detail like that? There was a big fucking hole. Yeah. There's a big fucking hole in the wall where her head was. Yeah. And it's not there now. Yeah. <laughs> One scene later. Yeah. Come on. Come on, that's a, and then like when she had the miscarriage, like she was pretty far along, like she had a decent bump, and then they're like, "Well, the baby's dead now, and it's gone," and she was in the hospital for two days, and it was just gone. Yeah. Come on, she's a smoking hot baby again, <laughs> right? You have to know it is twenty twenty one. You have access to this stuff. You can do research. You have to know that's not how babies and bellies work. <laughs> it's just not. She would still. Ha- it doesn't matter. But for the fact that this movie was 40000 the CGI was garbage, the writing felt like it was a two, little less than a two-hour long movie. It felt like they crammed two hours worth of writing into one hour. The rest was filled with bullshit CGI and unexplained plot points. What the fuck what did they do in this movie? Yeah. Absolutely goddamn nothing. And for that reason, I am giving this the lowest goddamn rating in my life. I this this movie is a one out of ten. If I I don't know that we can do zeros. If zeros are a thing, it's a zero out of ten. This is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my life, especially for the budget that it was given. It was forty million. I would watch One Cut of the Dead eight thousand times before I watch this goddamn movie one more goddamn time. Fucking slay him. Let's go. What about favorite and scene? The fact favorite that- scene? Oh, um, the, the credits? <laughs> oh no, uh, truly, truly my favorite scene was the very beginning where, like, the husband gets killed. That's just the coolest scene yep. in the entire movie. Like, they did, they set, like, yeah. a really good precedence for, oh, this movie is going to be spooky. And then the whole thing went to shit. Yup. All right, Chandler, uh, you got to go second. You got to go second. <laughs> okay. Um, final thoughts. I'd say uh, through the whole movie, I thought like the, the killer was going to be like a vigilante killer, you know, killing like important people that you're supposed to do, you know, just that people that harmed Turns him into in the Turns into an action movie. <clears throat> yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden it just, you know, was just like him trying to get back at people that tried to take his sister away from him, which was kind of terrible. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Joe, you, you you did a lot of the the you know the, <laughs> the you know the anger, the talking um, that sure, I probably sure. would have. So yeah, I'd say uh, it was a terrible movie. Um, but the very beginning had some good scary two moments, maybe. Um, so I'd give it like a uh, like a one and a half uh, because of those, those scary moments. Okay. It, I was so afraid, like how we were talking in the beginning, <laughs> that you were going to give this movie a, like I was expecting at least a four from you. <laughs> 
Um, I, I'm a little, still a little angry about that extra half point, uh-huh, but I'll, uh-huh. I'll accept a one and well, a half. Well, you know, I got chills whenever the, the head was crawling up the wall, so I was like, ooh, that's a good scene. Oh, that's, that's fair. The half. That's, that's fair. the half. Okay. And that's it. Oh my god! What about your favorite scene? What was your favorite? That was scene? it. That was the favorite scene. <laughs> or, oh, or I guess the Matrix up. scene with her killing like everybody oh, in the whole, whole <laughs> story. The hand yeah, through no, the was... body. Oh my god, that was pretty good. Oh, <laughs> that right. was where the forty million dollars went. Oh, the, the blood I, squirting no, okay, through I the body. That. <laughs> Shit! Now I changed my rating. Um, ten out of ten. Oh, nice. Oh my god, Mikey. All right. So I'll start with my favorite scene was also the husband's death scene because that was the only scene that had any sort of fear factor in this movie. The, then it turned into an action movie about some weird parasitic twin getting revenge and whatnot. It was just right. so, so, so bad. Um, so here's a couple things that pissed me off. One, I'm in a bunch of horror groups on Facebook and people are like, hey, have you guys seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And a lot of people are like, this movie's trash, not worth it, garbage, don't watch but some people are like, oh, this is a really fun watch. Recommend it. <laughs> um, I don't want it to be fun. I want it to be a scary movie. Let me remind you that this is from the same mind that brought us Dead Silence, Saw, The Conjuring, the Insidious movies. Come on, people. Sorry for I expecting mean- a little bit more. <laughs> he also did The Nun and La Llorona, which weren't terrible, terrible movies. They weren't like, I like, there's a James Wan standard. I don't feel like those two movies necessarily fit in his standard. Like, they're not, again, they're not bad, but they're not as good as his, you know, a lot of his movies. This one was complete, utter, trash, fucking garbage. Yeah, complete completely awful movie not worth spending a single penny to go watch i also don't know what was fun about it this movie pissed me off from beginning to end i think it's just because the idea of it is so completely bonkers that is people like oh uh, okay (laughs) um but yeah going off of that um i am going to uh rate it one star but actually, within that one star, half of it was a parasitic twin that they um, oh. cut out. So, yeah, I guess I'm only giving it half a star now. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, does that does that half star have super strength and can some fucking reason talk through cell phones? Yeah, and it can kill an entire station of policemen, like trained policemen. Sure. Oh, my God. Whoa, fuck. That's a, that's a hefty half star. Yeah. So, you know, don't fuck with that half star, dude. I am so angry from this recap, and I'm going to have to do some work later to, like, try to make this episode um, doable with my mishap lit in the middle of the episode. Um, but there's just so much rage fueling through me. I- I'm literally sweating right now. It also is <laughs> a little hot in my house, and we have the AC off, but I think it's mostly from the rage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Don't watch this movie. You really don't? Um, I mean, you know, listen, the masses are stupid. I firmly believe that. And we fall under the purview of the masses, I guess. Um, and we're stupid, but our our stupid opinion is right. So we're trying to save you. To us. Right. You can watch it if you want, but you're just going to be pissed. Uh, unless there's a part two. What are you doing? Uh, if there's a part two, you should probably watch number one, you know? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Let's, we'll watch part two okay, and yeah, see we'll if keep you, you really need to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. We finished this garbage ass movie and we're never going to cover it again um, and ever talk about it. And it's going to go into a special vault where we fucking send to hell and burn and I, I don't know, do all the things to get rid of it forever. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any 
thing you want to plug last thoughts uh, final I- any comments before we wrap this up uh, um james Wan, do better m- malignant more like malik my nuts it's just that how long have you have you like from beginning you were like gonna you knew you were it's just that you sent that in the i mean text, i texted you, and you guys then, no one said anything so i figured on the podcast yeah, you, you guys sent would be more the inclined text. to you know react we talked about it a little bit before recording right and you had to throw it in. I thought it was the play, the you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? That sums up the mo- uh, movie pretty well. Yeah, follow us on all the things. <laughs> like, subscribe, do do all the things. Hit us with those reviews. You leave us a, a review, we'll give you a shout out. Follow Chandler on his TikTok. Follow Chandler on his Twitch. Follow Mikey and I on our Twitches. Um, join our Discord. Um, do anything and everything. Um, and if you have any comments, any movies, any spooky stories, any games, anything that you want us to cover, you can send all that into S as in spooky, B as in I'm going to kill them all, <laughs> horrorshow at gmail.com. It's sbhorrorshow at gmail.com. I'm so sorry you had to listen. <laughs> it's better than watching, though. <laughs> That's true. Uh, bye forever. Bye. Bye. Thank you.